all you see is vile. A bag of weed, a bag of weed, oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only nothing you'll ever need because. Though they try to defeat me, they can all just freaking eat me. We'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss. Here's the plain situation. Be sure that you see that this is not a chive. Hey everybody and welcome to Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. A week by week, episode by episode, look back at Family Guy 20 years later. And we called Pennsylvania for Biden before anybody else. Take that, John King. All right, this week's episode is going to be the kiss scene around the world. It is the eighth episode of the third season and is our 36th episode overall. It debuted August 29th, 2001, and it is a story of love, revenge, and an inordinate amount of sci-fi references. But almost important, as importantly is the fact that our starting joke back there uh, was going to be completely different. I was gonna come. I was I was walking my cat, which I know sounds weird, but my cat used to be an outside cat, and then we brought her inside, and um, when she got hit by a car, and we spent like four thousand dollars to make her better, and uh, we brought we made her an inside cat, and um, but now she just like she just like goes crazy if we don't take her out once or twice every day, and she just like goes around, smells her territory, and like eats some grass or whatever. But um, I was outside walking her, and then I was going to come inside and record, and then the entire recording session, I was going to be fucking wired, and I was going to be tense, because I've been on the, 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 the our politics on subreddit on uh, Reddit for the entire week this week on all 78 fucking pages of uh, the... Uh, presidential election coverage mega thread and um, I'm, I was just completely fried uh, um, and then as I was walking the cat I took my phone out of my pocket I opened up Reddit I was looking at the news and I saw that um, they had finally called it for Joe Biden and um, then I came inside told my wife I was super excited we hung out we watched the news for a bit uh, we watched everyone you know, going out into the streets in uh, Times Square celebrating. And um, then uh, we decided to celebrate. We went and got some ice cream. Um, and it was really fun. And now I'm recording and I'm feeling a lot more loose. And uh, now that I'm actually doing it, um, the words are coming a lot more easily. I'm, I'm just so excited um, uh, to our regular listeners. I know that, you know, that we did a crossover episode with the family guy, funny cast and to those guys, Joe and Sean. Um, I know I already sent you an email, but we don't look like idiots. Um, we did a crossover episode for those who don't know where we did the Trump guy episode in from season 17. And, uh, if we had been wrong and he lost, uh, we would have looked like jackasses, but it was really fun to uh, do this with those guys. They're they're really smart. They're both in college. They're both fantastic guys. Like like I cannot t- like uh, like talk these guys up enough. They're so nice. They're so funny, um, and 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 they're both just, like I said, just good people. They they've got a really good show. They have uh, 
good guests come on. I, I really enjoy their show. Um, and uh, to get back to my show, like I said, this episode is the kiss scene around the world. Uh, it focuses on Meg uh, and her on again, off again, uh, quarter Neil um, becoming interns at the news station. So we get a lot of Tom and Diane uh, in this. And we also get to meet Mort's parents in this, the Goldman's uh, um, uh, Mort. And I, I'm, by the end of this intro, I will remember her name, and I promise you, I'll know by the Muriel. That's her name, Muriel, Morton Muriel, and um, it's a really, really funny episode. Like when I was uh, talking with my wife, and I was looking over this season before we got before I got started on it, and uh, she she watches the episodes with me, and she she gives me her input. Um, so a lot of what I have to say is 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 her stuff, um, but we we both kind of overlooked it before I, before we got to it. And it's, it's a really good episode. Um, it's really linear. The story, like once the, the stories follow really quickly and it moves really quickly. And, um, it's, it's a really well put together story. Um, there are, like I said, a lot of sci-fi, uh, jokes and cutaways, but I think they're really funny and they fit in the story. And the jokes are really funny. And I think that that makes this episode um, one of the better uh, episodes of the season, actually. And I, I can't wait to, to get into it a little bit deeper when we come back. But first, we're going to hear a spot from our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, we don't have those voting heads anymore because voting is stopped, obviously. Um, but we're going to hear a spot from our sponsor, Anchor. And then we'll come back with this fantastic episode, The Kiss Scene Around the World. All right, well, right off the bat, uh, this episode is not about the Meg story at all. It's actually about our really funny B story um, where uh, the family goes to a toy store. Uh, the first scene is, is actually really funny. And um, this actually starts one of Family Guy's more uh, funny and um, um, more beloved recurring jokes throughout the whole show. Uh, we're at a toy store, and uh, the the whole family is there to get Stewie, I guess, like a present or whatever. Um, Peter starts playing with uh, one of those disc guns, where it's a gun that fire that has like a little tube on top, and it, as you fire, they go down, and they're really fun. They can you can, like you do it right, they can get some really good air and and like get some distance. It's really fun. Uh, and, he, and and the cutaway is really funny because they're at Cleveland's wedding and he's just shooting them into the into his afro, which is funny um, on on another um, level because uh, it a couple of episodes back uh, when death uh, came back, Peter's past was shown that Cleveland is or when Cleveland picked up Peter to take him back to Quahog, that's kind of how Cleveland moved there. And so Cleveland, and when he, he leaves, he's like, bye, I hope you end up to the movie next to me. Actually, he might have said that to Quagmire. Either way. Um, but so it's funny that that Quag, uh, Peter was at Cleveland's wedding. And I think he was like, he was off to the side. So he was like a best man or a, uh, or a groomsman at the very least. But um, the scene, uh, it's got a lot of just really funny jokes here and there. Um 
Stewie's playing with the game Perfection, which is one of my favorite little board games. My wife hates it though because she's got really bad anxiety. So that game, the timer, the combination of the timer and the fact that it explodes at the end just makes her freak out. But I love it because I like to get every last piece in there before it, it pops. It's re- it makes me feel really good. That's probably why it's called Perfection, I would suppose. Um, but, uh, and then at the same time, Brian is looking at a, uh, he's like, oh, I have, I have Stratego. I love Stratego. I haven't played this in forever. And he picks the game up and Abe Vagoda. He's like, Abe Vagoda? Is that where you've been? And then he's like, hey, bar, uh, bother Steve Gutenberg. He's behind the Chinese checkers. He's like, Abe, Abe, shut up. It's really funny. And, um, uh, that's the joke by, is that they, by that time they hadn't had jobs in a long time. Uh, when I, when I look up this episodes, I also go through like everything I can like find about on the, on the internet and like IMDB and the family guy wiki and on the references part, sometimes they just put like, this could be like that. And, um, a lot of the reference explanations are just like Ava Goda and Steve Gutenberg were people who didn't have a lot of work going on in the late you know, 90s, early 2000s, because they were old. But, you know, like, that's just the joke. It's kind of, this episode's kind of really dated by the jokes that it has. Um, but it's still really funny. And then uh, um, the the piece de resistance of this uh, scene is the introduction of a character that the fans and the um the Family Guy staff have dubbed Holden Caulfield based on the character from uh, Catcher in the Rye. Uh, um, it's the phony guy. Uh, Peter starts playing. He turns the the he turns the keyboard to just like auto, and he makes pretend and he starts pretending like he's playing it. And the guy's like, "Wow, you're really good at that." And Peter's like, "Hi," and stops playing. And the guy's like. Hey, you're not really playing. You're a phony. And he starts following Peter around the store and just keeps calling him a phony. And uh, it's really funny and it's really carried on, uh, you know, afterwards. And it's just become one of the more ubiquitous jokes about Family Guy. And uh, it's it's really funny. And um, after Stewie's done playing with Perfection, the family uh, gives him a tricycle, and he is so excited. He thinks it's going to be a jack-in-the-box. And uh, his little speech about it is really funny. He's like, ah, it'll probably just be another clown in a box, and I'll crank it, I'll crank it, and it'll pop out, and then you'll laugh, and the kids will laugh, and the dog will laugh, and then I'll die a little inside. It's macabre and fantastic. But when he actually receives a tricycle, and, and he just becomes a child inside, and he's like, a trikey, and he just he's so excited about it. And um, he wants it so bad. He's like, give it to me. Like in the parking lot. He's like, Peter's like, no, when we get home, Stewie. And uh, they get to the, the, the car and the phony guy's written phony on his car. And he's like, yeah, I do that because you're a phony. And um, then we get a little cut to our next scene. And we're at the school, uh, James Woods High. And... Um, I don't think he's happy at this point of in time. I don't think. Um, but this episode is about Neil. Uh, Neil is doing a presentation for some 
class. I'm not even sure which one. Uh, it's do. It's a Star Trek presentation. The whole point of it. I'm not going to go the whole the whole thing. It's it's funny though. But uh, he's doing a presentation on Star Trek. The point of it is that uh, Kirk is better than Picard, and the teacher correctly um, corrects him. Uh, Picard is better. Uh, suck a dick. Um, <laughs> but he's back. He's nerdy. He's Neil, and he's in love with Meg. And he does a little thing that's really, really funny. He sends her a note that says, I want you. And when she turns around to look at him, he's dressed like Uncle Sam pointing at her. It's it's pretty funny. Um, but then Connie D'Amico comes running in. And uh, she's like, hey, Mr. Lassenby's getting fired. And she talks like that because she's a surfer, dude. And um, everyone goes running out. Uh, they see the teacher being, uh, you know, dragged out in handcuffs. The principal is standing in front, is standing behind his door. He's like, "What's going on?" And the, on the door, it says "principal," like right on, like right on his, like the like upper part of his tummy or whatever. And when he opens the door, it's actually on his shirt, not on the door. That's fucking hilarious. That's always been one of my favorite jokes of this show. Um. So he, but he asks him, "What what happened, Mister Lazenby?" And he's like. Oh, for some reason in this country, it's illegal to say that Gil Gerard went back in time and masturbated into the into the primordial ooze. And the the principal's like this country, and I agree. Um, but Tom Tucker's there to cover this news. It's really funny. Uh, his opening line is like, uh, "Teacher molests students with crackpot ideas." More at eleven. And then we cut to Meg, and she's talking to some friend that we never see her with. Later on, we see her with three main friends. Um, the um, or like her, like her posse. Later on, she's got a pretty dedicated posse. But this is like her girl back when she's like a normal person before she becomes the the scapegoat. The joke that she becomes later on, she has normal friends, and this is one of those girls. Um. But so they're talking about uh, how much Meg loves Tom Tucker and um, she's looking at him and then it goes da -da 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 -da, and then she sees Tom Tucker walking slowly and uh, he comes up to her and she's like, or she goes, hey kids, remember Mr. T pities the fool who does drugs and then he goes walking off in slow motion again and uh, then the guy is like PA or whatever is like, Hey, you better hurry up, Mr. Tucker. And he's like, I'm coming. And he's just walking in slow motion while everyone walks in regular behind him. Um, when we cut back to, uh, the house, Meg is watching the news and, um, he's talking about some election or whatever, but, she starts imagining him uh, doing the pool scene uh, from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, and I just have to say, watching Tom dive into that pool, get out and, and, and tear that shirt off that, that hairy chest of his, I was turgid. But um, so the, the, she imagines him doing that, they kiss. And she starts kissing the TV and uh, Brian comes in and sees her and she sees that he sees her and he's like awkward and bags out and the whole and actually what's funny is in the background of that interaction, um, 
Tom Tucker on the news is actually talking about how George Bush was doing a press conference, and he was saying that um, the reason I stuck my my finger in the the electrical socket was because Dick Cheney said that that's where the leprechauns kept their gold, and I can imagine. And that just made me think of like all the scenarios where uh, Dick Cheney probably tried to get. He's like, yeah, no, you. You can you can fly, George W. You, w. You can fly. When you're present. You can just fly. You can just fly. But um, uh, this like and um, but it's really funny. I didn't notice it until I read the uh, subtitles, and um, it's it's a really really funny line. Tom's got some really funny jokes in this. So does Diane. The news gets a lot of it of uh, screen time in this episode. Um, but Brian seeing Meg kissing the TV is really, really funny. Um, Tom says, uh, like I said, that the president, uh, put his finger in the electrical socket. And like I said, Dick Cheney probably almost got president Bush killed like a million times. Um, we see the phony guy at the house, uh, just for like half a second. Uh, between scenes where he's just like standing in front of the house and when someone just like, you know who lives here a phony and uh it's really funny um they they keep it going throughout the whole episode um and, and it's just funny how how that one little joke managed to stay with us for so long um we cut to stewie in the driveway doing just working on his uh working on his tricycle with like screwdrivers and stuff he's like i feel like a real grease monkey and there's a cutaway to him talking to some mechanic he's like oh yeah you remember when i had that mustang yeah i took that for a ride hey you sister ever talk about me and you know it's just like a funny joke um the news announces um or uh, um meg comes into the room and she's like oh my god i'm missing the news and peter's like Meg, we all miss the news, but you got to give Huey Lewis time to create. And that's really funny. But the news announces that there's going to be an intern program um, on the news. I keep saying news a lot in this episode. Uh, there's, there's, they're announcing an intern program. Um, people Meg's age should come in and uh, do it. Um, and the next day, Meg goes into the interview and we see uh, Tom's interviewing people. And he's like, uh, would you consider growing a mustache? And um, and what do you think of my mustache? Do you think it tickles women when I kiss them? And the guy's like, I don't know. And he's like, that's wrong. Only slightly. Only slightly. And um, then uh, Diane doesn't even do any interview. She walks out of her office she sees the girls to her left, and she's like, oh, I can't hire any of these girls. They're all too pretty, and their breasts are all too perky. And she looks at Meg, and she's like, blam, you got the job, girl. And Meg's like, yes, I haven't had a, I haven't been this excited uh, since, like, forever. And um, she's like, yeah, you're going to, like, have so much fun, you and your partner. Like, you're going to, like, work, you know, and it's going to be great. And she's like, oh, that's, that's going to be great. That's fantastic. Who's my partner? And it's Neil. And um, it's really funny. Neil's like, hey, hey, hot stuff. And uh, Meg is like, ah, like she, she like, uh, like she audibly gasps and screams before the, the commercial break. And it's really, really funny.
when we come back from commercial, Meg and Neil start their job and um, immediately Neil pushes it way over the line. Um, and I would think that would be in anyone's opinion. Uh, he steals her clipboard and she's like, give it to me. And he's like, what? And she's like, give it to me, Neil. And he reveals that he's got a tape recorder and he plays it and she's like, give it to me. Give it to me, Neil. And it's that's fucked up in my opinion. Like, if she fucking grabbed that thing out of his fucking hand and threw it on the ground and smashed it, that's not about, that's not, you know, over the line in my opinion. Um, the news cast comes out, uh, Tom and Diane to, uh, introduce themselves to the interns and they're like, you're going to have so much fun. And through their teeth, Tom is like, don't be any sweeter. You're going to go us all day with booties. And she's like, bite me, Tom. And they go back to the, like where they edit the news and everything. And they're like, check out this uh, interview I just did with um, Dustin Hoffman. It's a fantastic interview, in my opinion. He's like, so Dustin, you're looking great. I see you've been working out. And he's like, are you, are you uh, trying to seduce me, Mr. Tucker? No, no, I'm saying you really look great. Uh, 12 minutes to Wapner. And it's from like, um, it, it's from a, just a bunch of Dustin Hoffman movies. And then uh, Tom's just trying to play it off as if it's real. And when we cut back, he's like, he's this tall. And apparently Sean Penn is just super short. I'm not a, I haven't seen a lot of Sean Penn's work. I don't know why. I'm just not like, I don't like clamor for like the new Sean Penn. I don't know why. Um, I feel like his British equivalent is probably... Um, the dude who played um, Sirius Black and Harry Potter and James Gordon in the Dark Knight series, um, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, but either way, <laughs> um, Stewie is at home. He's riding his tricycle for the first time. Um, and it's it's really cute. Uh, Stewie. Lois has to go back inside, though, um, to cook something, I guess, or whatever. But she's like, she tells Peter to film Stewie, and he's like, okay. And uh, while Stewie's riding his bike, Peter starts filming the um, Peter starts filming this plastic bag that comes flying in. He's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's 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 dancing with me. It reminds me of everything's going to be okay and how simple and complicated everything is at the same time. And then we cut up to God in heaven and he's like, it's just a trash floating in the wind. Do you know how complicated your circulatory system is? It's a really funny joke. Um, but back at the news station, Meg comes in and tries to give Tom some Rice Krispie treats and Tom just kind of blows her off because he's not even paying attention. But Neil is watching and finds out that Meg is in love with Tom Tucker. And so he swears revenge against Tom Tucker. So the next day, Neil brings Tom Tucker his coffee. And when Tom Tucker takes a uh, drink out of it, he spits it out. He's like, what is this? He's like, it's sweet and low. He's like, well, bring it back with urine in it. Like I asked for it. And, uh, he goes running off. Um, and then we 
Cut back home, and Stewie's riding his bike some more. He gets stopped by an older kid, a uh, much older kid, a much larger kid, and he's like, that's a nice bike. And Stewie's like, yeah, I, I think it's nice. He's like, it's it's cool, too cool for you. And he's like, no, no, I, I, I think it's right on my level. Um, and uh, the guy, the kid gets on it and rides off. And so he's like, yeah, I, I guess you got to ride it to really to really appreciate its virtues. So I'll, I'll just wait here. And as the sun goes down and um, it becomes nighttime, Brian comes over and uh, he's like, I guess you've never dealt with a bully before. Stewie's like, what's a bully? And Brian's like, yeah, kid wasn't uh, taking a, your bike for a ride. He was just taking your bike. And Stewie starts... He understands what happens, and he starts crying, and it's really sad, but it's also really cute at the same time, but it's really sad because Stewie realizes that his bike's been stolen, and so he starts crying, just starts bawling. It's adorable at the same time, like I said, and Brian puts his arm around him. He's consoling him, and um, he's like, he stole my jacket, and then he just starts crying. And um, Meg and Tom are Megan Tom. No, uh, not Mega Tom, but um, Meg and Tom are eating in the cafeteria at the news station, and uh, they, a guy comes running in, and uh, he says that there's a shooter on the roof of, of City Hall. He says it's the mass media murderer, and Tom and Diane become immediately uh, cagey and start uh weaseling their way out of it and they end up saying ah oh, you guys are gonna go do it um, i'm so jealous you get to fly in the in the news in the news five helicopter i'm so jealous and um they're like you better put in for some new interns and uh we cut to the city hall and the guy is holding hugh down's um hostage he's and he's like why do you want to kill all the all these news reporters he's like i i i i i'm just mad at all these news reporters i i i hate dan rather how can he um condense an entire day's news into just 30 minutes he's like oh don't even get me started on dan rather he manages two downs manages to knock the gun out of the guy's hand um while talking about Dan rather and runs off. Um, just then the news five helicopter comes into view. It knocks the guy's hat hat off. He's like, that was my lucky assassin's hat. And what's funny is the guy says, there's a guy with a high power back at the news station. The guy's like, there's a guy with a high powered rifle on top of the city hall. And when we cut to him with, with Hugh Downs, he's actually got a handgun. Maybe he's got like a gun on the ground. And this is like his second gun. But when he starts shooting at the helicopter, because they knocked his lucky assassin hat off, he's firing a rifle. Um, the pilot's like, I'm going down, mayday, mayday. He jumps out. He's got a parachute, which wouldn't work. Um, but the, And anyways, the helicopter lands perfectly safe. Um, which I understand the helicopters. It's, it's a long story. Helicopters are cool. You should look at the helicopters. Um but the guy starts shooting at Meg and Neil, and they start saying, uh, Meg's like, I never got to be some frat guy's last resort. And Neil starts woefully lamenting his 
his uh his apparently worthless orthodontic work and meg's like i've never had my first kiss and neil's like it's never too late and so neil and meg start kissing and the guy comes up to them and starts like almost gonna shoot him and hugh downs is like hey remember me and they start this really badass fight scene like they're all punching really fast and it's really it's really quick and fast uh paced they fall off the roof and they start fighting over the gun and Hugh Downs eventually gets the gun and the police take the guy into custody. Um, a man walks up to Hugh Downs like, you saved those kids' life, Mr. Downs. He's like, all in a day's work. Uh, if you ever need me again, take this or blow this whistle or call John Stossel's cell phone. And he hands him a card and then he flies off and it's fantastic. Um, later that day, uh, Meg and her parents are watching the news and Neil is doing a report and it is all about apparently the kiss had been filmed and um, he's like, well, there might have been action on the civil or on the um, city hall roof. What was really going on was um, a summit of saliva and a meeting of the tongues in the helicopter and meg is like oh my god and she's so super fucking embarrassed and uh then we cut to commercial for there but when we come back uh neil continues he's like let's watch that again in super slow-mo and he's like this is where um we stop being meg and neil and where we became neil and um Meg is like, I'm so embarrassed. I, I, I'm, I just wish I could die. I'm gonna go upstairs and eat a whole bowl of peanuts. And um, they're like, her, her parents are like, okay. And she's like, I'm allergic to peanuts. And they're like, she's like, oh, I hate you. And she runs upstairs. And Peter's like, who's that guy? Which is actually the funniest fucking thing he could have said at that point. Um. Later, uh, Stewie, <laughs> there's just going to be a lot of quick little scenes here and there. It, this, these are literally going to be like, from the, this point on, it's like 30 seconds to like two minutes uh, scene max uh, on it, on most of these. Uh, but this one's really funny. Stewie goes to the police station to try to get their help to get his bike back. And the guy's like, oh, look at the little baby. Aren't you cute? Where's your mommy? And then... It's funny because a guy comes in. He's like, uh, I'm here to turn myself in. There's a, a dead Baltic hooker bleeding through the carpet in my car. And he, the guy's like, oh, look at the little baby. Aren't you cute? Where is your mommy? And Stewie's just like, oh, and he, he runs off. Um, when Meg gets to school the next day, uh, Neil's giving out shirts to everybody, which is super fucked up. It's Neil's really like Neil needs to get like um, me too'd for this fucking shit. This this is not cool. Um, the way that Neil treats um, Meg in this episode, and I and Meg is super uh, more than gracious in my opinion um, in this and other episodes involving uh neil um i feel like neil might be and mort might be episode uh characters that they kind of like phase out i feel like recently they've started phasing their characters out a lot more and of course uh muriel um neil's mom ends up dying in uh my favorite episode actually and then there were fewer um which is very special for a couple reasons one she dies two diane goes to jail 
Um, Adam, not Adam West, but uh, a lot of characters, a couple of characters die in that. And um, uh, that's also really good to HD. Uh, so it's, it's a really good episode. It's my favorite episode. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that in like, I don't know, six years. But, um, but, but so she goes up to him and she bait, she like grabs him by the shirt, puts him against the, the lockers, which is exactly how she should handle that shit. Fuck that dude. Uh, and he's again, just like a total dick about it. She's like, tell these people there's something going on between us. And he's like, don't, uh, don't be afraid to get close to the fire. Make, I won't let you burn. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude. But so she walks off and then there's a quantum leap choke where the, the dudes that gave him quantum leap comes out. He's like, why haven't I leaped? She's like, you need to get her to love you. He's like, don't worry, I'll get her. It's, it's a pretty funny uh, sci-fi joke. That's And there's been a lot of those. There's a, a Star Trek joke. There's this joke. There's just a couple of jokes here and there uh, that are really, really funny. And this episode's really sci-fi heavy. And in my opinion, that makes it really good because I love sci-fi. Um, but, uh, from there, uh, we see Stewie at the gym and it's absolutely hilarious. He's talking to a guy who might as well be called, uh, Lash Big Switch. And, <clears throat> hey, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Lash Big Switch. Yeah. How are you doing? So you're trying to, to do your cardio or are you trying to get bigger, stronger, trying to do upper body, lower body? What are you trying to get? You're trying to get some abs, trying to get some flats, clats, flats, mats, pats. What are you trying to get here, bro? Trying to get some gains, trying to get some pains, trying to lift change, trying to, you know, make change. What do you need? And um, Stewie's like, you know, uh, maybe I could just like do some push-ups at home. Um, but thank you. Uh, and the guy's just like, no, 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 man. Hey, hey, Tina, can I get some of those free gym bags? Yeah. Hey, and, and you know what? Um, it's usually $40 uh, down and $40 a month. So here's what we're going to do. Take that down away. $35 a month. And Stewie's like, no, 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 thank you. Um, I think I'm just going to try some stuff at home. And, and, and just for the future, uh, you came along on a little strong and it's super hilarious. If you're going to watch this episode for one joke, make it that one. That, uh, joke is super, super funny. Um, when Meg comes home, she finds out that her parents invited Neil's parents and Neil over uh, for dinner. Um, Neil's trying to do that whole, hey, Meg, uh, I see where you get your good looks. You know, your mom's a real looker. Ha <laughs> ha. And, and, and uh, she's like, oh, Maggie, he's such a charmer. And I'm like, yeah, but he's, you know, Neil, he's a dick. But, um, so, but Meg is obviously, this episode's really well animated, I feel like. I was, I was really noticing the facial expressions of everybody in this episode. Um, like, and all through it, um, everyone's facial expressions, like, their reactions to things seem to be really on point, and they seem to be really animated well. Um, maybe that's, I, I don't know what that could, I don't know, maybe I'm just noticing it for some reason in this episode, but it just seemed really, really, like, extra well animated at least the facial features in, in specifics um but at dinner uh, and this is where their his parents debut uh morton muriel um they look like their first cousins and that might explain why neil is what he is uh he's got like a lot of health problems so that, i mean that could that could be it um but at dinner they 
they they're like this kiss was great for our kids it was such a good kiss you know our kiss was terrible you know um we you know we were both sick and and, and it was raining and it was it was gross we both had head colds it was terrible and um Meg is like, I'm going to go throw up. And he's like, please flush twice, once uh, for the bulk and twice for the remainder. Thank you. And and, and it's, it's I guess it's a good debut for the characters. But um, it goes by pretty quick. And um, then we cut to Stewie on the street. He finds his bully. His bully's reading a, a bully weekly and um, there's like tips for how to do your noogies better or whatever, and it's really funny. But he's like, um, I, I figured that you bully kids like me because you uh, have some inner pain. And so for that inner pain, I think what we should do is give you a healthy dose of outer pain. And he catches him with a net and he drags him back to the house. And um, we cut to the news again. We, the family's watching the news and we see Meg doing her report. Uh, her counter report to um, Niels <laughs> and the way it starts is Tom is like, uh, here's Meg Griffin with her report on the moon. And she's like the moon, it's dark and, and um, dusty and no one wants to go there. It's got these terrible craters and craggy peaks. Oh wait, that's not the moon. It's Neil Goldman's face. Burn, sizzle, done. But she goes on to be like, he's gross. Like I wouldn't have kissed him if I wouldn't have like thought I was going to be killed in like 10 seconds. And she starts doing a man on the street interview. That's like really funny. She starts asking a bunch of women, like, would you kiss this guy? And they're like, ew, no, ew, no. And then she, one of the people at the very end turns out to be Bort Goldman, his dad. She's like, ew, no, ew, gross, no, no. Uh, take that away and um uh it's really really funny it's a super super sick burn and i love man on the street things like that uh, i reminds me of right comfort and uh right comfort cracks me up you know have you ever uh, are you seen it have you ever have you ever look at someone with lust in your heart like 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 lust in your heart like we just want to like take him and just but you know if you don't know who ray comfort is you should look up ray comfort he's hilarious he's not a comedian but he's still hilarious um we cut down to the basement where stewie has his bully tied up and uh stewie's like how old are you uh whatever he's like uh i'm seven he's like oh seven you're practically a lady and um he asks him where he took his tricycle and the kid's like, I don't know. I lost it. So he slaps him and he grabs one of his torture devices and he's like, going to like torture this kid. And the kid's like, no, please stop. And Lois comes in. She's like, Hey, I found your tricycle. And Stu's like, my striking. She's like, what were you kids doing down here? And he's like playing house. And she's like, but he's all tied up. He's like Roman Polanski's house. And then we cut scenes again, but that's a really, uh funny yet at the same time fucked up joke and also i just learned uh that like earlier this year or maybe back like late last year uh the french government gave 
Was it Roman Polanski? It might have been Roman Polanski or it might have been... Uh, no, it was Roman Polanski. He gave him basically their version of the Oscars and that's fucked up. They should extradite him back here, but that's either way. Um, but uh, back to the episode. Stewie... Uh, so that's, but like I said, that's really funny. It's a, and that's, that's the end of their, um, that's the end of, of Stewie's tricycle saga. He gets his tricycle back. And, um, I guess this bully knows not to fuck with the football headed baby. Um, it's weird that he has the same head shape as Hey Arnold. How have I never thought about that until just this moment? That's really funny. But... Um, Meg comes to Tom's dressing room, um, but he's, he's like, I, I can't talk right now. And then a guy comes bursting in. She's like, he's like, Hey, some geek is on the, the roof of city hall and he's going to jump. And so they turn on the news. And this is one of the moments where I noticed that the face, uh, faces were really well done because their reactions were done really well. Um, they, they turn on the TV and they see that it's Neil, uh, who's going to be, who's on the the roof of city hall and they have different reactions. Tom's reaction is indifferent, but it's like, you can tell that it's indifferent and it's really well emoted. The guy's indifferent is like, he's like, you know, like, Oh my God. But he's like, like moderately like, um, nervous or whatever. Like I'd probably say like a five. And then Meg is like nervous, but like also like a horrified nerves. Like their their expressions are really well done, and I just wanted to throw out a uh, shout out to the animators for how well done this episode is. But, uh, but like I said, uh, Neil is the one on top of the uh, city hall, and so they rush off to um, to help him. She's like Neil, and she runs off, and he, and Tom's like Neil. I've been calling him Ned all week. Which is really funny because the intern culture is terrible. Um, but when we get there, um, she gets there, and then the helicopter gets there at the exact same time with Tom and the other guy in it. Which means that she got there like just as fast as a helicopter. Which is really f- funny for a couple of different reasons. Like a, she's either really fast, or b, that was really inconvenient for them to take a helicopter, but they just took a helicopter, which I might just take a helicopter. And when the helicopter gets there, uh, it the wind of it knocks Neil off of the roof, but his shoe his shoelace, which is untied, um, gets into a crack in the side of the building, and it holds him up there. And Meg starts freaking out. She's like, Tom, you have to do something. And Tom is like, okay, I'm on it, Meg. And he turns to the producer. He's like, um, let's get a, 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 and then a splat. And then if there's time before commercial, a womp, womp, womp. And she's like, oh my God, you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you. I don't even know why I liked you. Fuck you. And she runs off. And just right then, uh, the lace breaks and Neil starts falling. Um, Meg runs for him and uh, she catches him. Um, he's like, Meg, you do care that they, they, he survives the fall. She survives catching this fucking teenager. 
and she's like don't look into it you know i don't like 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 you i just like look like you're super gross you're super like nerdy and i and you're super totally undateable and i'm not the only person who thinks that like she says that specifically but you know i don't want you to kill yourself and he's like oh you know i wasn't actually gonna kill myself and uh that's when our friend uh holded uh caulfield goes running up and says you weren't gonna jump you're a great big phony and you know what i agree he kneels a pussy jump asshole um, I would just like to say that um, that was a joke. And yeah, that's where kind of this episode just ends. It goes right to credits after that. And this episode is really, uh, really one of my favorites of the season, which is a really big thing to say because this season is so, is so good. Like it's got some of the best episodes in the entire series, in my opinion. And this episode, or this season, is just packed full of great episodes, back to back to back to back. Um, this episode um, would probably net a um, about a nine for Meg's thirst meter. It's got a zero for Neil's chill meter, and Peter. Well, he's really not in this episode very much at all. He's in the beginning, but that's pretty much it. Um, but like I said, this episode's really, really good. It's one of my personal favorites. Um, for some reason, Meg's episodes um, really stand out in the first couple of seasons um, before she gets re- relegated to her status uh, that she holds now. Um, but her status is addressed in, in a few episodes. And I, I really actually like Med, Meg's character. Um, you know, Lisa is the, um, you know, the quintessential middle child. She's also the genius who doesn't get the, um, speaking of Lisa Simpson, is she's like the genius who doesn't get the, the, the attention that she needs. And she's the middle child, like the quintessential middle child. And I think Meg is a character for all those people who get shit on who you know nowadays you know she gets shit on and she just looks that person right in the face and she says well fuck you and i actually like meg as a character you know like i said nowadays she doesn't really take shit and um she has acknowledged her place in the family she's kind of it's the lightning rod uh, she takes everyone's shit so the family can work. And that comes out in one of the episodes. Um, that's actually, it's a really good episode. I think it, it, it was nominated for something. But when Brian takes uh, mushrooms and and Meg vents all of her uh, frustrations to the family. But these early Meg episodes are really, really good. And um, this one specifically is really, really good. And it introduced a lot of, uh, it introduced Neil's parents and introduced um, that one guy at the gym who is a really funny character. Um, and it, 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 it's just like an episode, like I said, that, that for me is, is one of the better ones for the season. 
But next week, we have what might be one of my all-time favorite episodes. It is Mr. Saturday Night, when Peter finally decides to go for his dream job after the toy store is, uh, spoiler alert, destroyed. Um, Peter becomes a, a Renaissance Fair Night, and uh, antics ensue. It's a really, really funny episode. It's one of the more memorable episodes. I think everyone uh, who is like a big fan of the show absolutely remembers this one. It's um, going to be fantastic. I can't wait to go through it. it. Like I said, one of my favorite episodes. It is probably my wife's favorite episode. Um, and so that's going to be so much fun. Thank you guys for listening this week. If you'd like to send us an email, you can at frickinsweetfamilypod at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash sweet, and we'll play it right here on the show. And you guys are so great. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, later.